on episode 90 of the podcast, we're going to give you best case and worst case scenario for two NFL teams. Who's there more pressure on to win in the NBA playoffs, James Harden or Giannis Antetokounmpo? And we're going to discuss whether or not the NBA should incorporate a four-point shot. Chris, 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 like, really? Really? I mean, I'm not a purist of any sort, but this is ridiculous. (laughs) You get three points if you shoot a shot. I don't care if you shoot it at half court or below half court. You get three points. Making it a four-point shot just throws off the map of the NBA. It it really and truly does. There's no reason to do it. The fans aren't asking for it. I don't know who wants it. If you want to shoot a deep shot, good for you, but you're going to get three points. There's there's no reason to have a four-point play. You're tuned into the new channel sports podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. This is another episode of the new channel sports podcast. I am your host. My name is Oenyi. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please subscribe. You can do it on our website. That's newchannelsports.net. And that's new channel spelled N-U-C-H-A-N-N-E-L. Or you can do it on any major podcast platform as well. Go ahead and subscribe and follow. You can always you can also catch us on Afro Vibes Radio every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Joining me, Low. What's the deal, yo? What's going down? What's going down? It's low coming down the next time. And to my left, Chris. How you doing, Chris? What's the deal, bro? What's good? Let's get to it. All right. So Trey is not available today. He's a very, very busy man, but he'll definitely be back. (laughs) You know how it is with these Cowboy fans. Take a page out of Trey's book. Shout out to... No, I ain't gonna shout out Lakers Nation. Shout out to Dallas Mavericks Nation. <laughs> shout out to Cowboys Nation, already number one. Let's go. Let me give a shout out to the Rockets, too, then. You know what? Shout out to the Rockets, man. I, I live in Houston. Shout out to the Rockets. Uh, y'all, y'all play a great game one. You want to give a shout out to the Texans as well? Go ahead, love. No. Okay. You need to see to that swiftly. No. <laughs> Not going to happen. I give a shout out to all the Houston teams. Astros, Rockets, Texans. Go Texans, man. I hope Deshaun Watson does something this year. So, let's get right into it. You guys know what time it is? Are you aware of the time? What time is it? <laughs> <laughs> it is time for Famous Athletes, Famous Quotes. Uh, New Channel Sports Podcast presents Famous Athletes, Famous Quotes. So, I'm going to give you gentlemen some clues about this athlete. If you guys guess who it is, so be it. If you don't, I'm still going to give the athlete's name. And then after that, we will play their most famous quote. So the first clue I'm going to give you two guys is this athlete was born October 22nd of 1985. Don't make it harder now. All right. So this athlete is 35. 35, 34-ish. 34, 35. All right. Yeah, both have this look on your face like you're not going to get it. I made it hard because if I give you like a a real good clue early on, you'll get it probably get it immediately. Yeah. What 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 sport? I can't do that. I can't do that, Low. There's a lot of 35 year <laughs> This this is a shot in the water. This anybody. LeBron. No. Oh, that was a good guess. Yeah, I know. Uh Carmelo Anthony. Uh 
Oh, no. Okay. This athlete has eight children. Antonio Carrari. That was a good guess. Ooh. That was a good guess. But no. Wrong, sir. Mm. I have no guess. Yes. Okay. His younger brother is a professional boxer. Wow. Yeah, I'm not going to get it. I made this very difficult. Because if I give you a clue that's too good early on, you're definitely going to get it. So this this might steer you towards the right direction, all right? He made his professional debut at the age of 23. Debut in what? This, I can't give you everything, oh, man. I got, I got no uh, idea. Uh, mm, I don't. Okay. All right. By 2012, he racked up 20, a 25-fight winning streak, winning all by knockout and all within four rounds. Okay. He's clearly a boxer or MMA fighter. No, this is all you, bro. I, I got no idea. Hmm. Y'all are killing me. Yeah, I usually have pretty good guesses. Eight kids. I know that the clues are very bland, but. Uh-huh. Okay, is he a boxer? He's a boxer. He's, He's a, a boxer. boxer. Okay. He's a boxer. All right. Wow. Any, any recent championships? He lost one recently. The big guy? <laughs> the big guy. <laughs> the big guy. No, I'm asking. Is he, a big, is he a big guy? Kind of. Is he, is he kind of, sort of? Is he extremely big? Uh, compared, is he bigger he than He lost young? his first fight recently. He was 42-0. and 0. Lost to Tyson Fury. I knew it. Oh, that's the bronze yeah. bomber. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think it the is. That was his name. Deontay Wilder. Yeah, I said yeah, the bronze bomber. Uh, I, I, th- I, th- I thought you didn't know his name. I thought you just said nah, his nickname. I gave him his nickname. Oh, okay, I drew, I drew okay. a blank, but I knew that's who you were talking about. I had to make it hard, man, because I just, if I would have, maybe. You made you, it too hard. I did. I did. <laughs> this is your fault, though, Chris. Ever since that day. No, no, ever since that day. No, 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 no. This is the thing. You can have clues, but if you give me a birthday, come on, man. We right know his birthday. No, that was good. That, no. That's why I asked. How, how, how big is he? I, he's how big. Is he? You got big and you got Deontay Wilder. That's a big dude. Man. He is a big about dude. About 6'7", 270, yes, sir. 80 pounds. So y'all know this guy's famous, famous quote, right? He no. says a lot of famous But this a, what's the one that's the most famous? What? Uh, about, oh, the reason why he lost? That whack excuse? I don't know no, exactly no, what he no, said. No, no, but that I mean, I don't know if it's, it's a quote, but he always says, most definitely. I know that too. To this day? Uh, You've never heard that before? You heard that? No, wow. Uh-huh. That's, his, that. that's like a meme, bro. It is. It is. To this, to this day. day. To this day. Oh, my God, Chris. That's You've been living good. under a rock, bro. I, I don't know what y'all are talking about. Wow. I am Hello, shocked. You know I'm going to I'm I'm play it for you. We'll play for wow. Your okay. This is yeah. No, it's definitely me. Deontay Wilder's um, famous quote. You know what I mean by that. You know what I said by that. I ain't gotta go farther. And if nobody, if anybody don't understand that, then God be with them. Go look up the history. Go look up the history. Shit, ain't don't everybody believe in Google? Go Google that. See what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about, man. You know what? I dare you to sit up there and say, explain. You know what I'm talking about, man. His fine people. You know we've been fighting 400 and still fighting to this day. To this day. To this day. You just sit here and you don't know what I'm talking about? Man, I'm out of here, bro. Let's go. Let's go, man. 
So that was Deontay Wilder and his famous quote. I still can't believe you've never heard that, Chris. I mean, I know it now. <laughs> I, I know you know it now, but dang. I've seen it. I just, I never thought of it that way. Wow. I mean, it was, maybe, I, no, low, low, backs me up on this. I thought it was like a meme and no, everything. It, 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 it was, it, it, was I, it must be like for huge. the older crowd. No, well, if, you, <laughs> if you're huge on, on, you know, social networks, you know, Twitter and Instagram and stuff, yeah. you're going to see all kinds of memes on, on right. to, to this day. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's his most popular quote. But I mean, I know he does have a couple, but that's the one. Yeah. When I first thought of him, that's the one that immediately. Yeah. Popped into my head. So, to this day, to this day. Okay, so that was famous athletes, famous quotes. Let's let's transition to basketball here a little bit. This is gonna be kind of a kind of an odd topic, but it's a topic I want to talk about because it's kind of interesting to me and the way the NBA is evolving, shall we say? So you've noticed that a lot of these players recently, throughout the years, have been taking really, really deep shots, almost. To the logo. LeBron has even put that into his repertoire. James Harden's been doing it forever. Steph Curry is the one that made that, you know. So do you guys think that the NBA should somehow incorporate a four-point shot? Chris, 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 like, really? Really? I mean, I'm not a purist of any sort, but this is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) You get three points if you shoot a shot. I don't care if you shoot it at half court or below half court. You get three points. Making it a four-point shot just throws off the math of the NBA. It really, it really and truly does. There's no reason to do it. The fans aren't asking for it. I don't know who wants it. If you want to shoot a deep shot, good for you, but you're going to get three points. Right. There's there's no reason to have a four-point play. Well, I, I think Adam Silver did incorporate the four-point play into like a celebrity game. Did to see how it worked out? And then you guys, we have the, um, what's that league the called? The Big Three. The Big Three. They had the four-point shot. Have you seen them try well. to shoot it? <laughs> it's ridiculous, not. bro. <laughs> there should not be a four-point shot. No. I mean, it's going to, of course, obviously, going to space out the floor more if you do incorporate a four-point shot. But it's not going to be for everybody. You can have somebody going out there thinking, okay, I can do this. Yeah. And quickly, though, they cannot do this. <laughs> <laughs> They're not Steph Curry and James Harden. Yeah. But because of the way... More teams are actually shooting a three-point shot and the distance. Now, they're, you saw the other night. They were holding Damien from the half-court line. But that's and not so, new, though. Exactly. But I think you should be able to reward. I'm not necessarily saying you should have a point-point shot, but should be able to reward those players that can shoot it from deeper than a three-point shot? <laughs> I just don't see why. Why am I rewarding just, you for just, that? Just because you're taking a chance and you've, you've developed a skill that not a lot of people have doesn't mean you should be rewarded. Okay, how about okay? Let's transition to football. How about your fit your field goal kickers? Well, not your field goal. Well, your kickers, right? Yeah. That are kicking sixty something, seventy yard field goals. You get three. points. You get three points. It's still three points. Three yeah. points is three points, man. So, what do they like, man? Boy, shooting because you call threes trays. So, yeah. what are you gonna call four? See, is this a mess, bro? Quads, you see? Or quarters, or what you gonna call? Quads has a nice ring to it, though. Quads, a nice ring to it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man! I just thought that it was an interesting. No, I think topic. It, it's interesting it, to bring up. But do you really want to see guys coming up and pulling up for four point shots and airballing? And I, 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 what I really don't like is time and possession of games. All of a sudden, a twelve point lead is a three possession game. That's it's dope. dope. No, it's not dope. <laughs> <laughs> That's not dope to me. That is not dope to me. It's a problem. That means 
doesn't matter how big the lead, you always have an opportunity to come back. Especially if you have Steph Curry no, or James Harden no, on your team. No, no, it, no, it, no. It, it changes the whole dynamic of the game, I, I, I think, because now you've changed the mindset of the players. Now pretty decent three-point uh, shooters are going to be going for fours. Now everyone's going to be shooting from half court exactly. when the game's tight. Exactly. Right, right. You know, versus developing the proper plays and strategies to go get you the efficient points. Yeah. But they do that now. I think they go for the most efficient points now. The mid-range jump shot is it's gone. gone. Yeah. I mean, some <laughs> players so does some players are incorporated. Ooh. Oh, come on. Carmelo. Here. Carmelo's the only one. Not Carmelo. Who? His teammate incorporates it more than anybody I've ever seen. Who, CJ McCollum? Yeah, McCollum is a mid-range no, guy. No. That's his shot. Well, as the years have gone by, you've seen less and less no, of I these agree. mid-range That's, range, true. that's, true. that's um, why um, players like Melo have almost become obsolete because yeah, that, that was the game. No, but we're... Cornell can never be obsolete. Let's not even say that. Well, yeah. I mean, in terms of because his style of play is that yeah. I'm gonna back you down. I'm gonna, right, like, right, right. Mid range. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it has definitely gone by the wayside. Players like Rip Hamilton and to a certain degree Reggie Miller, but he still was a three point specialist. Yeah. Also, but you do not see that mid range shot. So I can argue that you know maybe the three point shot is also becoming obsolete. Everybody's coming out here shooting half court shots from the from the logo. Not not everybody. Certain people are. When LeBron starts doing it. I'm not saying LeBron's, LeBron, LeBron's, LeBron's been doing it his whole career, not to this level, but he's been. If LeBron feels like he's hot, he'll shoot it for me. Okay, anywhere. so why not reward you? If you you're feel not, hot, you're, you're not feel getting hot. a reward, bro. <laughs> if you feel hot, you know, and you see that you can shoot from that distance, why not get an extra point for it? No. So I read, I read an article on ESPN about this particular topic. Uh-huh. Um, I read how they're going to diagram, you know, th- how they're going to diagram the court. I don't recall how they're going to do it, but wh- where's the line? Where's the four-point line or where's the four-point arch? Where's that going to go? Yeah. Because that three-point arch, especially when you're hitting from the uh, the corner. uh from the corners, yeah, I mean, you've got a minimal amount of space where you step out of bounds. So wh- yeah. how are you going to get that four-point well, shot there, off? There, there is no four-point corner shot. <laughs> yeah, there won't, there won't be a four-point corner shot. Mm. That, that won't happen. So right. I think that will be, you know, kind of, I guess, weird. But it, it just won't happen that way. I think at first, let's say you just incorporate a four-point shot. I think you guys at first will be you're, you're absolutely right. The first couple of years you have players trying to shoot that four point shot, but I think as it develops over the later years, you'll see it just become the norm, and you won't have players out there that don't need to be shooting it. Shooting I, it. I don't think that's the case. I think we're gonna have to see more and more players shooting it. <sighs> I don't know. That's don't what's know. going to happen. This, this is what you're gonna see. <laughs> you'll see the inbound passes to half court. Shot. Go four four. That's it. A that's problem. how you go see. It's, it's a mess. <laughs> it's a mess. That's where coaching comes in, though. You know, I, I think that's where coaching goes. If, if your coach is like, "Hey, bro, you don't need to be shooting a four point shot. Don't shoot the four point shot." Because even right now, you don't really see. You only see that from Dame, Steph, Harden, LeBron, and a couple other players, maybe yeah. out there. But you know, I just thought it'd be an interesting topic to talk about. So you guys are like, hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. Y'all oh, are like, that's, no, that's I don't no see go. Any, yeah, I don't see any point. No go. So do you think it's going to happen? Do you, do you, I know you say no, but do no, you I, think I it's going to I don't think it would because there's a couple of things at play. One is NBA records. Mm. It really messes up with NBA records. That's true, too. With the points, and I don't think they're going to do that. But mm. then, two is just logistically. The reason why the two-pointer and the three-pointer work is because of the statistics with it. Right, right. Uh, when you get the four-point shot, it and it doesn't just dilute the two point shot. It just it makes it you if you ever take a two point shot, you're doing yourself a true disservice. Yeah. You see what the Rockets have done. The Rockets understand if you're shooting a mid range jumper, statistically it's a bad shot. When you get the four point jumper in there, 
It's just a mess. Yes. The, the whole <laughs> analytics of it is going to be all messed up. It's, it's it all is. messed up. Daryl Morey's, I think Daryl Morey loves the idea. Like, no, no, yeah. he would hate it. Oh. <laughs> no, he would hate the four points. Really? Because so? it would mess up his, his but that, analytics. But will make a no. new no, no, formula. No, no, but the new formula doesn't work for the Rockets. <laughs> it would be a problem. I don't know. I can see him saying, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, the Rockets are three-pointers or layups or yeah. dunks. That's because it. Because statistically, it makes sense in compared to the two-point shot. Right. But when you bring in the four-point shot, and that's destroyed. Yeah. I just thought it would be interesting to talk about the C of the four-point shot. Well, maybe one day in my dreams we'll have a four-point shot. You can have shot. it in an all-star game. You can have that. What well, well, if, if they do it to where... Every last two minutes of every quarter, oh there's God. a four point. That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you you're bringing up good stuff. The NBA has always been, always been progressive, so I, I I can't put it past the NBA to experiment at an All Star game. Matter of fact, that would be the perfect place to experiment at All Star game. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what the NFL does anyway. They experiment during the preseason games, or they'll do that during uh uh what do you call it? Their All Star game, the Pro yeah. Bowl. Yeah. So I don't put it past the NBA. But, you know, the, the shooters are shooting deeper shots. The NBA actually did – what did they do? Did they bring the three-point line in or out? I think they brought it in yeah. for a couple of years. That's when the Rockets won their – I think they won their championships when they brought it in. Then they were like, oh, no, it's, it's too clustered, so they brought it back out. So I didn't even know that. Yeah, they did. They brought it in for a couple of years. They, they moved it up a little bit for a couple mm-hmm. of years. I don't know why they did that because I guess they were, they were thinking the same thing you're thinking. The mid-range shot is becoming obsolete, so let's move it in. Since that's what the shot everybody's shooting any, anyway. Mm. But uh, I guess it got too clustered underneath there, and so they moved it out. So maybe instead of making a four-point shot, maybe we should move the three-point shot out even further. See, I'm down for that. See, that I think that, I think that, that might be. Sense. That I think that make more sense. Yeah. See, you want to you want to shoot? That's all we talk about it. That's all we, we sit here and discuss. But the problem is when you do something like that, you're still messing with the dynamics of the game. Because to Lowe's point, mm-hmm. what do you do with the corner shot? How do you structure arenas? Because arenas have to change a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Because you're moving things out. I just leave it alone. But do you think it makes it a better game? Do you think the way it's structured now with everybody shooting these deep shots that it hurts the game? I don't think it does because the reason why at least Dame and Steph do it, I don't know about Harden. Because they can hit. No, it's not just that they can hit because it creates separation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dame shoots it because it's an open shot for him. Mm-hmm. Harden's a little different. He he wants you to have this, your hand. He's I don't understand Harden. I can't get him. But Damon Step, they do it because it's separation. They're such great shooters. It's it's an open shot. When you hear Damian Lillard talk about why he pulls up, it's not because he's cocky. He's like, I have that range, and you don't want to come out here and hold me. And if you do, I'll get by you, and I'll just hit you with a closer three when you pump. When I hit you with a pump, so it's for separation purposes, not because I want to shoot deeper shots. And also, it allows smaller guys to. Have more longevity in the exactly. NBA. Exactly. So now you've got six footer, six two, six one. Trey Young. And Trey, yeah, exactly. You got these guys that can now. Well, shoot, I ain't got to worry about dribbling inside. I exactly. can shoot the Trey all, all all damn day. Yeah. So and damn. create separation with the Trey. Exactly. Exactly. Damn, I wish I would have done this years ago. Maybe I'll be in the league right now, trying to shoot those <laughs> those deep threes. Because that's a good point. Because what's the point of driving down the lane if you're going to shoot those open? Yep. You know, distant shots. Yeah. Okay. So that's a no on the four point. Um, it's a no, but I do okay. like the idea of possibly moving the line back. Yeah, don't let nobody jack your idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there's probably other people that have thought about it already. Yeah, there's in the works, but you want to reward these players for shooting out there from a further distance. All right, let's keep the talk within the NBA. So we have two players I want to discuss. Right, we have James Harden 
and we have uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Both these players are trying to make a run into the playoffs. Um, which one of these players do you think there's the most pressure on to win this year? When you say win, we got to break it down. Are we talking about a championship well, or are we talking about okay, making so it deep? I'm talking about having a successful year this year. And that can be said either way. You know, a successful uh, year might be the Western Conference Finals. I don't think it's Western Conference Finals for either one of them, honestly. I think it's finals or bust. For see, that's level. where I disagree with you. Well, I, I agree with you as far for Harden, I don't think there's any pressure because for whatever reason, the narrative on Harden is that he isn't clutch. And there's nothing he can do about that. People have just a negative perception of Harden. He isn't clutch. He's lazy. He doesn't play defense. And if you watch the game, all of those things are simply untrue. Not anymore. Because he, he, he's, he's, he's definitely developed some kind of defense. No, but, but people first, still say he doesn't play oh, defense. Oh, right, right. That's, that's, that's my yeah, point. Yeah, the yeah, rhetoric out there is that he doesn't do those things. So for him, it's finals or bust, but there's no pressure because if they don't make the finals, the rhetoric stays the same. What if they lose right? in the first round, though? I mean, that would be bad, right? <laughs> that's, but that's for any superstar, though. Losing the first round is not good, yeah. in particular in a series where you're expected. Well, I, I would even say there's a lot of pundits say they're not going to win this series. So who do you think would be roasted more, James Harden or Giannis Antetokounmpo? Oh, that that's, that's gets my answer. I think Giannis is under more pressure, but not is a, is a different pressure from James because mm-hmm. Giannis is at the point in his career where, and we've talked about it before, he's so well-liked that – we were we, we kind of make ourselves blind to his flaws. Mm-hmm. So we don't really look at it. But if they lose this series against the Magic, people are going to say, yo, Giannis, you got to at least beat the Magic. So he's under way more pressure to at least get to his conference finals. James Harden isn't under that type of pressure because nobody expects him to do it anyway. It's an expectation thing. We expect Giannis to be in the NBA finals. So if he's not, back-to-back MVPs, possibly defensive player of the year too, that's a problem. Mm. I, I I disagree. I think James Harden is a lot more pressure. James Harden has been a star for a lot longer than Giannis has. Giannis has a couple more years of okay. Well, we ha- you have a built-in excuse. You're in Milwaukee. They've been a, a young, hot team for a while, and now things are finally coming together. Okay, um, but with James, you've the, the, the Rockets have had ample opportunity to 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 get out of the West. And into the finals. I've had so many opportunities and they haven't been able to do it because James Harden hasn't been the player in the playoffs. Now, granted, when you enter the playoffs, your stats are going to take a dip. But he hasn't carried the team like he did. He doesn't need to score 37 points every every single game. But that's what we need. That, that's what we need to see. And he did exactly what I think he needed to do in order for them to win without having Russell Westbrook in the lineup. Let now, me- granted, somebody else, Eric Gordon, did step up for him. But yeah. I think that, you know, you, 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 you've you got games you've got to win. He needs to, he needs to come through. Well, it's, it's two things to that. James Harden is the only superstar I know to this point in his career where every single other superstar he's played with in the playoffs, all of them have gotten injured. Paul. Westbrook now and Dwight Howard. But let me ask you this about James staying on topic. If James loses in the first round, how does the rhetoric change on him? They don't. That's, That's my saying. point. There's no pressure on him because yeah. people are going to say what they're going to say, but there's no there's no rhetoric change. If Giannis loses in the first round, I think it'll be the first time in his career people say, is he as good as we think he is or what's going on down there? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. pressure. If, if he Well, if he loses against this team, yeah, that, I mean, that'll be a colossal. <laughs> <laughs> Colossal upset. <laughs> that would be huge. So yeah. Uh, so now that you put it that way, especially when you're facing this Magic team that is not even above 500. Yeah, I mean that that'll that'll be huge. Yeah. A huge egg on his face. 
Yeah, I, I do think there's more pressure on, on Giannis right now. He's starting to understand what it really means to be an NBA superstar in this league. When you come to a certain point and you're starting to do certain things, now people want you to get to that next level like you alluded to, Chris. Now they want to see you carry a team. This is not a series against the Orlando Magic that the Milwaukee Bucks should lose. And they're not. Let's well, be real. Well, well, we say that now. <laughs> they're not going to But lose. a lot of people thought it would be a sweep. And yes. Orlando came through in that first grade. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just it saying. Is. And sometimes, look, I haven't seen a lot of Giannis. I mean, I, I have. But it's almost like maybe you can kind of have a formula to stop him. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If, if Orlando has figured it out, I don't know. Yeah. We'll wait to see what happens in this first round. I do think Milwaukee's going to win. Don't get me wrong. But ever since Milwaukee's gone to this bubble, have they looked good? Other than the first half of the first game. <laughs> they have not. They have not, no. So I'm not going to sit here and say that it's a foregone conclusion that they're going to beat Orlando. Even, I do think they're going to beat Orlando. But yeah. they have to They have to beat them in five. Personally, to me, if, if it goes six or seven, no, 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 no. I mean, that, sometimes I, that happens. It does. It but, does. But I'll say this when talking about the Bucks and Giannis. Giannis kind of has a LeBron issue. Even a Dwight Howard issue, too, in the standpoint of he's so good during the regular season. His teams just rack up wins, and sometimes the organization can feel like we have a good team. Well, no, you just have a superstar, a red-hot Nova superstar. Other than Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez, most people will struggle, even NBA fans, will struggle to name other guys on that roster that scare you. Just off the top of my head, is Pat Connaughton scaring of you No, guys? no, nobody. No one else in that team Eric Bledsoe. No. Wesley Matthews. No, no. George Hill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Robin Lopez. Mm-hmm. My point is, is like, he has that pressure. He definitely does. But look at the roster. He's a phenomenal player. I, I, I feel for him because I don't know if they're going to make the finals. I know we're talking about him versus Harden. But I, he's expected to get to the finals. He being Giannis. Harden is not. And I don't know if Giannis is going to get there. And this might be the first time in his career where people blame him. Right. Mm-hmm. He, Rightfully so. If they could get out the first round, look, the Bucks should be the favorite out the East. Like with Ben Simmons gone, because we talked about this with uh, 76ers, I thought they mm-hmm. were a favorite, but mm-hmm. that's not the case anymore. Yeah. Even though Toronto is playing really good and they have really good chemistry. Toronto around is balling. No, they're balling. Yeah. They're, I'm not going. I'm not going to sleep on the Raptors right yeah. now. They are balling. I I kind of I can see Kawhi Leonard sometimes being like. Hmm. Maybe I should have stayed. No, not maybe he should have. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, I know he loves LA though. Don't yeah. get me wrong. LA's in the same, you know, kind of uh, boat. Yeah. If they play well, we might be looking at the Clippers. We'll get, we'll get to that on another podcast. Right. Giannis is definitely under a lot of pressure. I think he's under more pressure than Harden just because of what you said. Yeah. Even if Harden, if Harden loses in this first round, I can see him balling out and they lose. Honestly, I don't mm. see him just going by the wayside and not putting up Harden like numbers and losing. As far as Giannis is concerned. Even if Giannis puts up Giannis numbers and they lose in the first round, mm-hmm. guess who the Blaine's going to go to? Giannis. Giannis yeah. No doubt. So, yeah, you're definitely right. I think um, the most pressure is definitely on the Giannis Antetokounmpo to get somewhere. And I think it at least has to be the finals. No doubt. But uh, I'll if, say if, conference if, but look, finals. Nah, they have to get to the finals. Because <sighs> as good as Toronto, because I can see it being Toronto and the Milwaukee Bucks. If they go to the conference finals, I still think it has to be Giannis. Now, this is another question though here too. Let's say James Harden gets to the finals and Giannis Antetokounmpo gets to the finals. Whose career has it helped the most? Like as far just as just get into the finals, just get into the finals. Mm. It, would, it would help. It, it Harden. Harden. It has to be because he got there. 
Right. They can no longer say he didn't lead his team there. Mm-hmm. Right. Giannis is he's so young, you you would expect him to get there at some point. Oh, that's weird. So, so that's part of that's part of the reason why I don't I don't put a lot of the pressure on Giannis. Yeah. He's so young and he's only been we're talking about superstar Giannis as far as the Giannis at Tentacumpo that we know right now. We're talking about just three years of that. So I, I think, like I said, I know the expectation is high because they've been winning so many games, but the guy's only been a superstar for a handful of years. So I, I think he's got he's got that built-in excuse. Now that doesn't mean that he they he can't he needs they they have to make it to the East. Do they need to the make finals, it to the, the East Conference? The East Conference. Yeah, I agree. With you. Yes, they have to make it there. Yeah, that's a must. Yes, yeah. if they make it there and lose, okay, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fine. But they have to at least make it to the East Conference Finals. Um. And I lost my train of thought. What was your What was your What was your last question? <laughs> what was the question? I wish I could see that. His fingers in the air. I'm trying to make a point, but no, oh, we're talking about who does it help the most? Right, yeah. right. Yeah, as yeah, far yeah, as yeah. career wise. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it, it'll help James Harden definitely. Yeah, because the then, like Chris was talking about that narrative, they can't say that anymore mm-hmm. unless it's Russell Westbrook that leads them there. But I would foresee it as being James Harden is the main guy that leads them to the finals. Oh yeah, uh, especially past. A Kawhi Leonard led Clippers, LeBron led um, Lakers. Mm-hmm. Then you have Dame and them out there also doing what they're doing. Yeah. Right now, as far as favorites are concerned, the Rockets are probably you know third or fourth favorite out of the West to go to the finals. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can debate that all day, but I think I think that was an interesting topic. James Harden or Giannis, most pressure. But I do think the most pressure is definitely on Giannis right now. Yeah, because he's trying to get to that next level. Everybody yeah, that believes that he's that star. Yeah, but can you go up to that next level and be in the same category with LeBron and Kawhi Leonard yeah. and them? So we'll see. So let's talk a little NFL, shall we? We've been talking about two teams for the past couple of weeks. Best case, worst case scenario. We're gonna go out of the was it the NFC East? Philadelphia Eagles. Are we doing the Cowboys? No, not not yet. Not, not yet. yet. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, that's not gonna happen yet. No, not yet. <laughs> no, not no. Yet. Not with Low and trade. When we get yeah. them, get, then we can talk. I can, <laughs> I can definitely smash the on the Cowboys. That. Oh lord. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Giants. The first team we're gonna dive into is the New York Football Giants. Best case scenario for the New York Giants. I really like the New York Giants. I do, but I don't know about their coach, their head coach. They have a rookie head coach. Um, Who's their coach? Joe Judge. Okay. Rookie head coach, first year there. I like their pieces, though. I like Daniel Jones. I like Saquon Barkley. I don't care what anybody says about Christian McCaffrey. I think that Saquon Barkley is the best running back in the league. That's what I think. For the sake of not arguing with you. You just do don't, 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 a, just don't argue with it. Drug test. That's don't all I don't argue with it. Drug you, test. I know you think it's Christian McCaffrey. Not just me. Everybody who lives is not, not everybody. Not everybody. I, I, well, I know some people that think that they agree with me. Okay, so, calm okay. down. Calm down. So anyway, okay. I think if Saquon Barkley was on that Carolina Panthers, then he'd be racking up similar numbers. So anyway, anyway, let's 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 not do this. Let's not do this. You can't say nonsense. You just can't say nonsense and try to walk over. You can't. You can't just. I was ready to let it go. Saquon Barkley's a top five running back in the league. Let's let's go there. That's fine. Okay, that's fine. He's not better than Christian McCaffrey. He's better than Christian McCaffrey. Anyway, so with that being said, they have Daniel Jones, which is obviously, you know, any football team, you're looking at the key to a successful season. Most of the time, it is that quarterback unless you have like a elite defense or something like that. So the best case scenario for the New York Giants, oh man, it's tough for me to say this. I think it's like maybe seven and nine. 
eight and eight, somewhere around there. And it's just because I do not know exactly what Joe Judge can do with this football team. I really like their pieces. I really do. Worst case scenario, you're looking at about what they finished last year, four and twelve. They can they can easily finish four and twelve again. So that's where I have them, and I still don't have them as being a, a playoff contending team. Um, maybe if Joe Judge shows something this year, next year I can you know have their best case scenario a little bit higher. But I still like their piece. I still think Daniel Jones might be a legit quarterback. I saw some some flashes last year where he was growing, but um, I have to say like seven and nine, eight and eight, best case scenario, four and twelve, the worst case scenario for the New York Giants. Uh, for me. I actually like Daniel Jones. I think he's going to be a good quarterback in the NFL, particularly looking at the people who trained him. I think he's going to be a good player. Um, but the issue is their schedule is I, I, it's damn near brutal. <laughs> it's a tough schedule. Oh, it is. It's it is very hard. I will tough. tell you, best case scenario from them, if they had Christian McCaffrey, I may give them seven or eight wins. But without, why, do you, why do you do that? Because I got to work it in. He's like, All right, hey, man. I got to work it in, but I think best case scenario, I'm, and this is best case, six or seven wins. I mean, that means everything is working out well. Right. Uh, and the reason why I say that, again, is because of their schedule. They have the Seahawks. They're already playing the the Philadelphia Eagles twice. That's the only other team in the NFC East they really got to worry about. Then you have the Steelers. Nine, and they're playing NFC West. No. They, they, and six or seven games is the best case. Worst case scenario, I'm really looking at their schedule. They could go 0-16. <laughs> they could. I'm being serious. Man, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. If you take out the division games, maybe that's where they get a win. If you take out the division games, the out-of-division games are maybe the Bears, but they get them so early in the season, I think the Bears will be better. They got the Steelers. They got the 49ers, the Rams. That's tough. Buccaneers. That's what Brady where do they – okay, maybe – okay, the Bengals. That'll be the game. If y'all don't beat the Bengals, they may have an 0-16 season. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know it's different from year to year. Some teams are not as good as we think they're going to no, be going in. Some, you're you're right about that. But the teams that they're playing, yeah. if if the Ravens and Browns aren't good, I'd be a little surprised. I expect the Cardinals to be better. I just do. The only team in their schedule that I know is not going to be a good team is the Bengals. And that's because we don't know what that rookie quarterback down there is going to do. Mm-hmm. And if he's actually good, then they're not getting that win. <laughs> oh, it's going to be rough for them. I think worst case scenario, I don't think they're going to not win a game. I would say two wins. It could be pretty ugly. I, I, I had to – you know me. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, so I'm going to dog the, the – I'm going to dog them. <laughs> but I'm not going to go 0-16 just because – I went and looked at their roster. Their problem uh, you're going to see is, is their defense. You don't see it. They're, they're not a lot of good players on the defense. I don't think there really are any good players on the defense. Let all the good ones go. Yeah. Their offense, now, they've got talent on offense. Yeah. I, I, I do like Daniel Jones. They've got a great running back in, in uh, Saquon Barkley. They've got a really good tight end. Hopefully, if he stays healthy, he'll help their team, but he doesn't stay healthy in Evan Ingram. And he's then, one of the most underrated players in the entire He's NFL. good. He just he can't, can't stay, stay healthy. He yeah. can't stay healthy. He's good. Exactly. That dude is cold. So, if your offense stays healthy, I can give them six or seven games just because you've got an offensive coordinator in Jason Garrett that you're going to get offense from Jason Garrett. It's going to be predictable as heck, but you're going to get offense from Jason Garrett. So, I can find somewhere in there six games at at the best. But at the worst, I mean, you're probably looking at a two-win team. Just like you said, this I mean, they've got Pittsburgh. They've got San Francisco. Chicago it's, it's, is, is, it's, it's not really, it, it is. It's brutal. Dallas, I mean, they always play Dallas. It's a close game. So you might get a win out of Dallas. 
Um, the Rams. I don't think you're going to beat the Rams. Washington has got, oh, my God, their defense, their front seven is amazing. So you might not even get a win against Washington. Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, not going to happen. Seattle, Arizona, with what they got going up there, um, you know. And, and so you agree with me, 0-16. Mark the tape. I'm, I, I, you know what? They're not going to go 0-16. I'm talking myself into 0-16 now. I think at the worst, probably, you know, uh, two two wins at the most. Uh you know, there's a couple of things you mentioned. Specifically, you mentioned Jason Garrett being there. People forget that he is a really good offensive coordinator. Oh, he is. You say it's predictable, but he's just not a good NFL head coach. At all. But an offensive coordinator, he's mm-hmm. damn good at his job. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So uh, maybe two wins is not enough. So that's why I kind of look at the way, you know, Joe Judge right now has been criticized so far early on for his coaching um, antics out there. But I think that the combination with Joe Judge and Jason Garrett might be good for this New York football team. Because yep. the problem with um, Jason Garrett over there in, in when he was in the Cowboys, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't have any – I want to say he didn't know how to discipline his players, I want to say. But oddly enough, it seemed like it was a good culture. But I guess yeah, he didn't know how to – culture. He, he just he, didn't know how to coach. Yeah. Right. He, he, a, a football team. Yeah. Right. Because he, yeah. built, he built a great – well, I'll, I'll get into that when we'll talk about Dallas. But he, he built a culture. Yeah, it was just when it came down to X's and O's and the decisions that you need. When you look at when you look at Dallas and the play, you know what? Let's talk about this another time. I'm going to get too deep into Dallas. Yeah, but it, it. Yeah, he'll he'll be. I think he'll be a great fit for that offense. Yeah, we'll see. I think if if the com- if the combination does work well together, maybe they can sneak out seven wins, like you said, Chris. I'm I'm looking seven or eight wins. Cause yeah. I don't think all those teams. Arizona looks good on paper, but I want to see them actually execute. Yeah. You know, there's a couple of other teams there. Chicago looks. Okay, but is Mitchell Trubisky going to be the starter? We or? haven't done the Bears yet, right? No, we haven't done the Bears I, I would say just as a precursor to before when we do them, uh, Chicago about to have a good year. Ugh. With Trubisky back there? I'm telling you. Ugh. I don't trust Trubisky at all. Trubisky or uh, Nick Foles? We'll see. All right, that's okay. But that, 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 that question right there will give you my answer. <laughs> you already know where I'm right going. All right, so the other team we're going to talk about is the Philadelphia Eagles. Very, very interesting team. Um, they won a Super Bowl a couple of years back. They finished nine and seven last year. They went to the playoffs, correct? Yeah. And they they lost in the playoffs. But that's that team is a solid team. They always find a way to get into the playoffs. Can Carlson Carson Wentz stay healthy? I think that's the biggest question mark for this Philadelphia Eagle team because we I would like to see. Um, him take the next step. I've this always is how he played all last season. Yeah, yeah, he did. But I mean, the year before that, they they could have won a Super Bowl with him, but we don't know if he they can or not. They made that Super Bowl run run with Nick Foles, yeah. so they don't know if they can. Or they make made a, a playoff run with Nick Foles. Right, right. Super Bowl run was started by Wentz, and if he didn't get hurt, he wouldn't have won the MVP. Well. He got hurt in the regular season. That's my yeah. but yeah, the point. Yeah. Is ugh, come on now. They don't get the number one <laughs> saying, seed without he, wins. You saying he did all the work to get him that number one yeah. seed? Yeah. So we don't know for certain that Car- if Carson Wentz was in that playoff situation, that they would have made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, we don't know for certain. Yeah, that's what I'm we're, saying. So we'll, we'll, we shall see. I just hope he can stay healthy. I hope he can get to that next level because I do think that he has the potential to be one of the top quarterbacks in this league. I really do. I've always seen that. Yeah. Not everybody agrees with that. I don't know why, but I think he has potential to be one of those top quarterbacks. Um, worst case scenario for the Eagles, just because they do play in a division with the Giants and the Cowboys, put Cowboys in there, of Giants and the Washington uh, football team, 
I think their worst case scenario probably like maybe six, six and ten. That's the oh, worst, yeah. Yeah, yeah, worst yeah. case scenario. But um, their best case scenario, I think they can actually, you know, run away with it. Honestly, if they if they really, you know, everything's clicking, they can win about 11, 11 games in that division. So, um, for me, I think this team is a class of the NFC East. I'm I'm just being real. Uh, worst case scenario, they I would start off with worst. Worst case scenario, I see them losing max seven games, mm-hmm. nine and seven season. That's worst case scenario. They should, and that and that's for me the worst case scenario is that if something happens with the quarterback. What do you think is nothing's yeah. happened with him for a good year? So I, I don't think that's a fair question. If he can stay healthy, he's proved that already. So the next question is, can his receivers catch the ball? And they've been working all off season. Ah, man. And Deshaun Jackson's back there, isn't he? I think he's back. Yeah, he's back. Oh, man. I have that team winning. Uh, best case scenario, they can go 13 and 3. They have all the pieces that they need. Carson Wentz is a beast. He's kind of fallen back for whatever reason. I don't, you mentioned it. I have no idea why he's not talked about as far as a young crop of quarterbacks, but he has all the intangibles. He makes the right plays. He moves with his legs. He's accurate. He's one of those quarterbacks where I feel if I if me today, Chris on this podcast, says I can pick a quarterback to play with, he's one of the few I'd want to play with because he's that good. There's some quarterbacks where it's a scheme and there's a coach involved. No, not him. Carson Wentz is a beast. Mark the tape. I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. I like Carson Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like Car I, I, I hate him because he plays on with the Eagles, but I like him as a quarterback. When he got drafted, I hoped somehow he'd fall to the Cowboys because I know we weren't going to have Tony Romo for, you know, very long. Um, but I, I've, I've loved him. The guy's a good quarterback. He's really good. And he's fallen off just because of injury concerns, right? But, you know, he's able to stay healthy last year. And I think that's going to lead him to having a healthy future. Yeah. So Carson Wentz as a quarterback and, and health and all of that right now, it's just all about surrounding him with the talent that he needs. Now when we talk about talent and the organization, Philadelphia is a great it's a staple organization. Mm-hmm. They're, they're well coached. They're disciplined. So no matter the talent level, because when you look at their roster, it's not. It's not. There's not a glaring amount of talent there. But they're a well coached team. They're always going to be in ball games. So for me, I think you're looking at a 12 win team, 13 win best case scenario. Worst case, this team cannot lose more than seven, uh, more than uh, seven games. So you agree with me? Oh, I agree with you. Yeah. They're not going to lose more than seven games. Like even I mean, they've got a brutal schedule as well. I mean, you know, they're why, a brutal team. It, it, yes. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Absolutely, absolutely. But you know, unless they lose every single um, game against the tough teams like New Orleans, Green Bay, Seattle. I, that's how. That's the only reason why I got them to nine and seven, and then one game they lose against the Cowboys. But um, I can I easily see this game. Uh, these guys ideally going ten and six, nine and seven, but twelve and four at the at the at the max. Mm. So we all have them as. Um, <coughs> so we all have them as a um, playoff contending team, basically mm. for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah, and I do think they have a lot of talent there, and they should be in the playoffs also. So we'll see about that as well. Good stuff, guys. Real good stuff. We'll talk about our next two teams in an upcoming episode of the podcast. Do do they get a preview or not? Who? Do they know who we're going to talk about? No, no, They no. being our loyal listener. What do you mean who? Nah. You guys. We care about you guys. We do care about them, but we're not going to give a preview because, you know, sometimes it's last second. I got to put something in okay. there, and, you know. Okay. See what we're going to talk about. What's allow for uh, flexibility? Right, right, right. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please subscribe. Please follow. You can do it on our website. That's newchannelsports.net. New channel spelled N-U-C-H-A-N-N-E-L. 
or you can follow us or subscribe on any major podcast platform. If you want to check us out on the radio, Afro Vibes Radio is where we're located every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. It's been a pleasure. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the new channel sports podcast. If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five-star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt in you, channelsports.net. Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time, have a good one and stay safe out there.